Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, um, I promised you guys that I was going to start my new series on the promises of God today, and God doesn't break His promises, but I'm going to have to break mine today. Because uh, the Lord led me to have the Mexico team come up and do their thing. But before they come up, I do have a sermonette for you. I'm not going to let you off the hook. I do have something for you today. And this is a perfect timing for it because it's actually a giving type of message. So the offering's already been taken. I'm not doing this to try to get you to give more offering, all right? That's already been done. This is just something to help you. Because I was reading in Hebrews chapter 11 this week. And I was just, that's kind of like the hall of faith is what you call it. It talks about all these people and their great faith. And I was kind of perplexed by one of them that was mentioned that I don't think we really talk about much whenever we mention these. I mean, we love to talk about Abraham, right? And and all these other big names. But what about Abel and what it says about him? It says, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. So what did it connect his faith to? His giving. And so I went back and I researched Cain and Abel in the book of Genesis. Anybody know that story? It's the first murder, right? Cain kills Abel because Cain is jealous that God accepted Abel's offering and didn't accept his. Here's the thing, though. Cain... He did give an offering, but he was not very generous with his offering. He kind of gave the bare minimum. And isn't it interesting that 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 heart matter, that that motivation ended up in murder? It started off with stinginess, and it ended up with him killing his own brother. That's extreme. So to me, that spoke to me. It's like, you better watch out and not let stinginess come any part of you. Like, if you feel stingy, it's like, all right, I'm given because I ain't going to let this be a part of my life. Generosity is the way of God. And if you haven't done it, just try it because you'll find out that you're more excited to give than anything else. It's just awesome. So there, there was my sermonette. Watch your, watch your greediness. Don't become greedy. Always be generous. I do want to make a point on what Amy said about um, the, the building. Because I reached out to her. I drove by it on Wednesday. I was heading to this other meeting. Y'all, the Lord works in mysterious ways. I normally work in my home office because I don't like to waste time driving. I just, I have not enough time to get my stuff done anyway. So I usually just go upstairs, get get to work. But I was feeling like led to go to this coffee shop in Skyatook, which is like, you know, 20, 25 minutes from my house. I was like, okay, I'm just, I'll go. Why am I, why am I going to Skyatook? I don't know. And so I went there, I got my work done and then I had to leave there because I was going to a um, chamber meeting in Owasso here. And so I was driving down a way that I'd normally not drive down. I drove from Skyatook, came down to 106th Street, drove all the way down 106th to the Tulsa Tech Center. And I drive by this building and it like, ah, like pops out at me, right? I'm like, wow. And I've driven by it before, and Bethany and I have even talked about it. We've driven by, we're like, wow, that's a cool building, and then you just keep on going. But this time, it's like the Lord spoke. That building. And so I drove past it, and I was like, I was late already. And I was like, I got to get to this meeting, but I have to turn around, and I have to go look at this thing. So I turned around, and I went, and I'm peeking through the windows, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was thinking at first, I was like, is this 
our church building, you know, we need more space, and it was an awesome space, and I looked at the building, I was like, no, this is not the church building, this is Amy's building for the education thing that they're working up. And so I began to pray over it, and I was speaking over it, and then I called Amy, and I told her, I'm like, you need to take your team over there and tell me what you think, and she was like, oh my gosh, what do you think, Jessica? It's awesome. It's awesome. You know about it, too. It's so awesome that it's probably expensive. $3 million. So you got the price. $3 million. Oh, that's nothing. That ain't nothing. We know the God who owns it all. So I want you all to be praying towards that. That however God wants to work that out, that it is provided for so that this team has the resources that they need to do this right. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, I'm not going to take any more of the Mexico team's time. Team Mexico, come on up. Getting teary-eyed before I ever start. (laughs) It was a fabulous trip, guys. It was, we say this every year, but it was the best trip ever. (laughs) Um, God just led it from the very beginning. We haven't been able to go for three years because of stupid COVID, which is non-existent in my opinion, but anyway. (laughs) Um, So I... But it kept saying that we had to take a test. We had to get vaxxed. We had to do all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not bound down to that. I've never been tested, and I'm not going to start now. And so I told Ben, whenever we were planning to come this summer, and it was still asking for to be tested, I said, no. I said, I'm going to pray against that, and it's going to be released before we have to go. And he just kind of chuckled and goes, well, okay. <laughs> and our trip was planned, you know, in July. In June, he texted me and said, guess what? It's been released. <laughs> God does what we ask. If you have faith, you step out in God and it's God's will, he will do it. But you cannot doubt. You have to believe with your whole heart. And this whole trip was just a total faith. I mean, this team was amazing. We just all bonded and we're all family. We're missing each other and hugging each other when we see each other. And it was, it was, it was wild. But, um, We have an awesome video that Anthony put together for us that has um, music and stuff. We'll do the song. I feel like we need to do that. Um, But he did an awesome video that you could see the story through it. But I'm going to let each one of them say a piece of their heart um, first. Wow. Um, No, uh, sorry. It's, it's been a wild morning already, right? Uh, absolutely amazing. How blessed are we that we get to gather up right here? I mean, honestly, amen, right? Goodness gracious. Um, so, so I did a lot of praying before we went, right? And, and the main focus of my prayer, other than, hey, being a good, good uh, you know, visitor and eating what was in front of me, I was praying to, hey, get my, get my flesh out of the way, right? I just wanted my flesh out of the way. I was so excited for what the, the Lord was going to do through me. Um, that is not what I got at all. Um, everything the Lord did was in me. Every time I prayed for somebody, every time I saw something, every time I went up to somebody, every time I felt like I poured out into them, it just came rushing back. I, I just, I can't explain how you feel so refilled after doing that. And you're trying to, you're trying to tell you like, no, like, no, I'm trying, I'm trying to help them. They helped me so much. Everything I did, everything I said, every, every word I spoke, it just came back to me tenfold. It was amazing. Um, I, I will tell, you, tell a short story. I think Jamie's the only one up here that knows this. Um, 
we were we were at the church uh, up in the mountain, and uh, it was during praise and worship, and there was a gentleman behind us, um, and I just felt the need to start praying for him for for whatever reason, right? And I I was like a ball basket praying for this guy. He probably thought I was a lunatic. Uh, Jamie was like grabbing my hand so I didn't fall out of the chair. Uh, and it's not typical of me if you don't know me really well. And it just came over me like, hey, he needs strength. Like, he needs strength. Like, he does not have strength. He needs strength. And that that's that's what I was praying, right? And then when we kind of get settled down, I could see again, he's got a, he's got a uh, um, cane leaning against the wall. And so I'm thinking, oh, hey, he's, he's weak physically, right? Um, that's not what well, there wasn't it. Uh, later, later in the service, I found out that he just lost his son. Him and his wife just lost their son, and they were struggling getting through that. And they didn't need physical strength. They needed spiritual strength. And it's just so amazing what, what we feel and what comes over us to do when you're, when you're really actually listening to God. But I'll pass it on to my son, Drake, which I saw just... Uh, they're all, Amy, I know I was calling you a superhero, but you've you got a whole floor of superheroes today. You honestly do. All right. Well, uh, I went to Mexico to build a shelf. I was, I was like, all right, going on a mission trip. Cool, I'm a teenager going to Mexico. I'm going to help build a shelf. That's what we got. I got a lot more out of Mexico than I thought was going to happen. I went from, okay, keep my sunglasses on, just chill in the back corner, to going up to people, praying in the spirit constantly. Yeah, really kind of got forced to break out of my shell. Um, the, uh, my most memorable moment was I had to prepare a word for a youth group, right? Which I've never prepared a word for anything at all. <laughs> um, so I, I, got, I got my little message together. It took me three days because I suck at preparing things. <laughs> and we get there. We get to this little village on a mountain. And we get on the roof of this house, which is where we're going to have it. And there's two kids there. There's us and there's these just two kids. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy, right? So I'm sitting there struggling, completely struggling through this message that I've prepared. And then at the end of it, I have our, uh, our basically my translator, our friend, uh, Naomi, who's the son of Ben, who kind of runs this whole thing, ask the one kid that I was really like feeling, I felt like there was a disconnect there. And... He, he talked to the kid, asked him what was on his mind, and this kid said, if I don't give myself to God, bad things happen. Which is true, but this kid had it in his head that it was God causing all these horrible things because he wasn't following. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to talk about. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, so this whole message I prepared, it, it helped, but it, wasn't, it was not what I was supposed to say. And I was like, got led in another direction. And I started shaking as whole. I don't shake for anything, but so basically, I told this. I just had to give this whole message to this kid. Just just this one kid. This one kid there. The other kid was kind of little. He was kind of just like chilling out, staring off in the distance. But this one kid is probably close to our age, right? Yeah. This. Um, and it was just a long, a lot of just trying to get this kid to understand that he is of God. He is not of the world. God wants to protect him and save him. He's created in the image of God. And that Satan hates God, hates us, hates all of his creations. And it, I, just, I, th- I really, I have faith that I got through to this kid. And it was like the most memorable moment I had in Mexico. I hope so. AJ.
Okay, so I went to Mexico because I want to get out of the country, and I was like, "Roo, vacation!" And uh, it's really pretty. First off, it's really, really pretty there. Like a typical day was going up a mountain and seeing like just more mountains behind more mountains behind more mountains. There's a lot of mountains in Mexico, and it's so pretty. But a highlight for me was the different villages and different churches where we went to. The kids there were so so hype and happy to see us. I mean, I'm sure somebody was like the free food, but besides that, they were really, like, they were just digging it. They were so fun to play with. Um, it was just a highlight for me. I love working with little kids, especially when they're, they can somewhat comprehend my English or my butchered Spanish. That is not good at all. And I got made fun of quite a lot for that, but it was worth it. It was so worth it. And just the same problems that we might deal with, like feeling insecure about things or having anxiety about looking different, they deal with all the time. I mean, there's exclusion, there's not letting people play with them. Like, the really, like, petty things that we deal with in, like, elementary school, they might be dealing with, like, if they're full-grown adults. Like, it was a sh- definitely a struggle trying to get everybody to come together and play, and me trying to yell Spanish numbers was not fun either. But I had a blast, and there's this one kid, he's around my age, his name was Diego, and he was, like, the coolest kid to be around. He was definitely learning English. He was so good at speaking English. And anytime something cool would happen, even if it was like just the lamest thing ever, it'd be like, oh, wow, man, because he's in his speaking English and it's so good. And uh, Sunday, it was that service, and he decided to sing, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, but what was the? Another in the Fire, and he was speaking singing it in Spanish. And like him and my dad really connected, and I think some of that's because he had lost his father not even one or two years ago. And... He went up there, started singing in Spanish, looked directly over at my mom and my dad and started singing it in English. And we were all like, oh, my gosh, it was, like, the coolest thing ever. And we were all clapping for it. I'm cheering. And, like, I'm sure he's going to see this if the church comes back. And I'm sure they're watching it. But Diego was, like, the, was the coolest kid there by far. And he was awesome to be around. And I – he was, like, oh, so cool. Like, I don't know. Like, everybody there was so excited said that we were there and that we were there to pray for them and help them and – uh, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. Day two. What happened day two during the Okay, so one thing that I don't want to talk about. So I thought, <laughs> I was there for the vacation, but day two I thought I'd just be quiet like my brother and nothing would happen. And then Sandy decides to go, you know what? I think AJ needs to learn how to pray in the spirit. I was like, oh, yeah. And so they get up and pray for me. And the first word uttered out while I'm trying to pray in the spirit was bubblegum. That was the first <laughs> word I had. And it went from bubblegum to like, a few Russian words I had learned like maybe six years ago, and it was, it was all a whole mess. I finally got a few words down. Bubblegum's still in there, so I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, that was definitely a highlight. I don't have to worry about praying anymore. That's a big thing, not having to worry about praying the right words because God handles it for you. It was awesome. Yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Um, well, I don't really know. Okay. So I, originally I was assigned to, um, well, not originally, I still did, to speak at a water park, right? So I'm thinking, oh, that's going to be a lot of people, which there was. Um, we had a great day, refreshing day. Um, I knew leading up to the trip that I would be um, using my story with COVID to um, speak about hope and, and things of that nature um, and how I survived that. Um, on the way over there, uh, it God laid it on my heart to talk about my dad and losing him and coping with uh, coping with that and 
Um, so I was like, okay. So I was like, Anthony was driving this day, and he already makes me car sick anyways, and we're going all these. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, man, he's going to keep up with Ben, who goes, like, very, very fast. There's no speed limit in Mexico, and um, everybody, you're defensive driving the entire time. Um, anyway, so Anthony's driving. I'm in the front seat, and usually, like I said, I get car sick being here with him driving and not paying attention and watching the road. Um, but I was going away on my iPad. I never got sick. I never was like, oh, I noticed that right off the bat. So I, I threw that in there. And then another thing, uh, the Holy Spirit was saying, you need to um, speak about visions and um, dreams. Um, it's like, okay, so what am I going to use? What am I going to use? So I got that all together. Um, long story short, um, got through my COVID story and all of that, and then I started talking about my dad, or visions and dreams first, and then started talking about my dad. Well, a, a storm came in, so everyone was leaving the water park by this time. Um, it was pretty windy and rainy and lightning and thunder and everything, um, but they were stopping and listening here and there, and then they would go ahead and keep going. Well, I was like, man, you know, I really I really thought that this was, this was going to be like, I, you know, I had all these things in my head going like, okay, yeah. Um, well, so during what my goal was to, um, to speak to the non-believers about, you know, being Christians, we have that hope, we have that faith because of our, you know, faith in Christ and everything like that. Um, well then as I was speaking, I just started switching my words to we as Christians, I, I, I thought, oh, I don't know what's going on here, but okay. Well, there was a family who had actually been, um, within the last it was this within this year, right? Four months ago, prior, who had lost a father. They lost their father, um, and their uh, the two the daughter that was there. Ben had just prophesied over her that she was going to begin having uh, dreams and visions, and um, so I basically was talking about how you don't keep those in. You never know when um, it actually is going to mean something somewhere else. When I was 14 maybe no 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 I was working I was 16 um my uh my pastor growing up he was uh we were very mission driven we supported missions and um he was I, I woke up I told my mom about it um I had a dream where my pastor was they were wanting him to go at this time I didn't know they were wanting him to go to Zimbabwe where there was a lot of um witchcraft and the church was really trying it was very dangerous really trying to decide if we were going to send them and support support him going this time. I, again, I had no idea, didn't know about this at all. Um, my pastor was, my dream was he was catching, and I could tell they were African um, people, and he was catching them out of a burning, they were jumping to him out of a burning building, catching them. Again, I had no idea. I told my mom about it. I had to go to work. I missed this service. And then I come to find out she told the congregation, and then they decide, okay, yeah, he's got to go. So you never know if you... Again, I, it was the first time I told my mom about one of my dreams. Now I know to, to tell it, to, to say, even if you think it's silly, you don't know. Just, just tell somebody, talk to somebody about it, pray about it, um, share it. Um, so I was talking about that, and lo and behold, they had just tried to explain to her she's going to be having those dreams and visions. So that was, that was for her. She also is the one who lost her father, along with Diego. Um, so the message was to them. I had no idea until, you know, just completely, we were Holy Spirit-led the entire trip. I cannot, I, I, guys, I have been um, filled with the Holy Spirit since I was 
12 years old. I mean, I, this is not something that I don't know about, that I don't live with, that I, however, I've never been in a situation where um, I just knew and was wowed by how he works and how it, it, he guided us the entire way. There's so many wild moments. Um, so we became pretty close with Diego and his family. And um, the Sunday we were leaving, it was just, you know, they were thanking for sharing that and everything. So just what I, my takeaway was he is alive and he is, he is still working. He has never stopped. And we are going to do everything in our power to keep, we kept hearing about how the seats were. There were not very many seats while we were gone. Um, it was that way the Sunday before we left as well. Um, it, I just want to tell you that we will help this. I don't see this um, fire going out. Um, we will keep it going, and we will be helped with accountability. Um, it's even in these two with the youth, guys, you got keep it going, share it. You have the two best leaders back there that you could have and and lean on them as well. But, um, yeah, so I'm just excited what we're going to be doing. But keep the youth in your prayers, please. We all need it, but I don't want the fire to go out in them. So be in agreement with us that, you know, they are our next. They are coming up, right? So, um, but they're just on fire, and I'm so proud of you guys. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. So I was in kind of in charge of going and teaching to the young children, and of course, you know that's my heart. That's always been my heart. Um, having six of my own, it's like kind of just pushed me along with that. Um, I was touched by a lot of the children. AJ was my helper a lot of times, and. They were just so hungry, and talking about visions, that was my purpose, was to show them, hey, you have dreams, you have visions, you are able to do this with God's help, and they were all over it. They were just like drawing pictures of what they wanted to be when they grew up. They were just ecstatic about it. They were like, you care that much, just tell me about how much God wants to use me in the purpose that I want to do, and so... Um, that was my main purpose. That there, our boots were definitely on the ground by the time we got there. We were just like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, we're going. So we were in the plaza, and there was a, a young man that was there, and his name was Augustine. And he, we prayed the prayer of salvation with him, and I was able to just speak about God's love and how much God cares for him and has great plans because he's a musician. And he was just crying and we were all crying me and Amy was with my group and we we're just like bawling you know this is like one of our kids you know and we just just fell in love with I fell in love with Mexico again I've been multiple times this is not my first time there I lived there as a teacher for a year also teaching and um this is by far the best mission trip I've ever gone on just the, how the whole guided all of us so I could go on for hours, but I'll let Amy talk. <laughs> um, so this is my first time even out of the continental United States. And uh, so it, it, I was just going into the unknown. And I think it, the temptation is when you come back from something like that, 
Um, you suddenly want to be the expert in the conversation. Uh, oh, look at me, how much I know about Mexico now. I am Mexican. <laughs> that is... But, but that would be wrong, and I'll tell you why. Because the, some of the first stuff I noticed was all the similarities, um, you know, between the humans here and the humans there, the God-created beings here and the God-created beings there. And, uh, and they, they have, the parents have the same struggles. Will my kids grow up looking up to me? Uh, will I teach them right? Will I have enough finances to, to feed my family and provide for them? Uh, the kids have the same struggles. They, they have peer pressure. Pressure, just like our kids do, and and uh, they they just trying to fit in with their friends, and and uh, so so I noticed all of that uh, right away, and it kind of gave me a sense of comfort because this wasn't just a, us bringing them something they didn't have; it was a it was going both ways, and we were we were making a connection, connecting the family of God um, between the borders, and so the thing that struck me. Um, when we went to plan to Carrillo, I can't say it right. Uh, <laughs> I am still saying gracias uh, occasionally. I can't seem to break myself of it because we said it so much. Gracias, gracias, you know. So uh, that'll eventually fade and all my American words will come back. But, um, uh, but what I noticed when we went up to that place, that was the place that Sandy was explaining to me that Stan had had such a hand in. Um, when he was alive, and and so that was touching just to be able to see what he got to be a part of. Um, But that was the day that I got to, the first time I got to preach, and um, before we did, though, we had this worship service, and they worship a little different there. Uh, This is something unique um, for them. Your hands pretty much go numb by the end of it because they clap the entire time. I mean, clap, 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 clap. They're just so... Uh, enthusiastic about worshiping God. They worship with all their heart. Um, they're grateful for, for um, you know, that, that moment to be able to worship. And um, they also sing the same song over and over and over again. So eventually, even if you don't know Spanish, you will know a little bit of the song and be singing along by the end of it, hopefully. You know, so, so you know, I was, I didn't know what I was singing, but I was singing it, you know, so... But, you know, uh, but when we were standing there towards the end of worship time, it got toned down a little bit, and it was time to really just invite the Holy Spirit into the room. And these are, these are ones who you can tell our church has already been there and helped plant that seed because they were still carrying that, that over, that, that willingness to just stop and spend some time with God. Um, but the parents there have taught their children this, and this is what struck me. So we know what our little five- and six-year-olds are like here, and they're precious, um, but, but uh, there's, a, there's a, just a different uh, dynamic. Um, and maybe this is more of a mountain thing. I don't know because it's my first time to Mexico. Um, but I saw a level of maturity there that I hadn't even seen in some of the high schoolers, the hundreds of high schoolers that I teach every day. I had two little girls standing next to me just just so sweet and they were um 
maybe about six years old is my guess. They were, I mean, people are shorter there, so I don't know. Maybe they were actually older. So, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it was kind of hard to tell, but they looked about six to me. And they were so smiley. They couldn't speak my language, but they just were so sweet and stood right next to me. And when it came time for everyone to calm down and really just focus on themselves, on, on their relationship with God, um, these two little girls knelt down on the ground um, together immediately, and they folded their hands and bowed their heads, and they, you could tell they were earnestly praying at six years old, and they were worshiping God, and they, they, they were, at one point, they reached, one reached over to the other, and they held hands together and just prayed together. Um, you just don't see that here, but that's, it's not too late for that, and so I'm seeing this, and I, and I told the parents, I said, I see you. I see, I see the work you've already done in your children and the good job you've done instilling in them what's most important in life. And um, not only that, there was not a fear in them of, oh, you know, if I get up, because sometimes they would, they would two, one or two of them would come running up, holding hands and up to the front, these little, little kids, and they would start speaking to the whole congregation and addressing us. Now, when I was six years old, I definitely wouldn't have just gone up and stood in front of a bunch of strangers and said stuff um, because there's that fear that, well, what if they don't like what I say? Um, but you can tell that the parents just give them this, this uh, um, give them support and, and encouragement in this, and because it reflects in how they are fearless. They just get up there and start uh, telling us um, they would like to sing a song, lead us in a song, or something like that. Um, so it just, it, it, um, I was in awe um, watching these children um, worship and eager to learn about God. And it was something that I wanted to bring back with me that um, we, can, we, we can instill this boldness in our own children and our grandchildren um, to, without fear, um, just, just, I mean, just put themselves out there for God because that, that's what's most important in their life. Um, the only thing that I, that I wanted to say was um, we were really um, in tune with the Holy Spirit the whole time. Um, we picked up on each other. Um, it was amazing. Just it, You didn't have to really say anything. One of the other team members would notice something and say something. And that last day, I had gotten... Um, I came down with some kind of bug or something while I was there the last few days. and Or maybe it was just the Mexican food just didn't quite <laughs> agree with me. <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't my thing. That's okay. I mean, not everyone's going to love it, and that's, you know, that's fine. Uh, I, I made myself a PBJ when I got back home, so we're good. We're good. But that last day, I was so sick, um, and I was trying not to let on because I'm, I'm sure it was a little noticeable, but um, I was so drained um, physically and felt faint. Like I just didn't have the energy to stand up for very long, um, just from whatever virus I was fighting or bacteria or whatever it was. And so I'm standing there in the aisle um, praying that God w- won't allow me to pass out because I didn't want to just distur- disrupt this beautiful worship service that was going on, and I didn't want to be that distraction. And, and Anthony <laughs> turns around, and, well, I think Jamie noticed too, but then Anthony turned, and I was like, she doesn't look too good because I was at, I, the room was starting to spin, and I thought, this is it. 
I think I might be going down. Maybe they'll just assume that I'm, that's my way of worshiping her, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> you know, and, and Anthony comes up and he goes, can I pray for you, sister? And I, you know, he, he reached out his hands and I was just hanging on so I could be upright. I don't know if he realized that, um, but he prayed over me and immediately that strength came back. I was able to stand up and I was able to pray over and bless those people. Um, I needed that because we had a job to do there. I didn't have time to, uh, to, to be sick, and uh, um, we, we had work to do. And I'm not one who gets sick very often, and so uh, I knew immediately that that was Satan trying to, he was like, wait a minute, Amy's talking. Nope, nope, yeah, let's knock her down a notch. And so Satan was definitely working on my health there. That's the, way, that's the one way that he could attack me. Um, but he wasn't successful, so... Are you guys seeing a trend about being in tune with the Holy Spirit? Yeah. So we need to do that here, and we need to pray for everybody. We're not going to know everybody's names. There's so many new faces. I'm so excited. So, guys, like, seriously, though, get in the Word every single day. If it's you will be talking about that probably here in a little bit. Um, but I don't want to steal the show. So <laughs> I want to make sure it gets to you guys that... Um, and if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, just just pray. Let us know. Like, let us intercede for you. Um, it will come. And it's just, guys, we, as much as I was prepared to go out there for everybody that hadn't heard the gospel, we helped Ben and his family and his uh, church so much. And then others who had been already coming and seeing been in the mountains for a while. Um, we did. Sandy will probably talk about a few um, stories and things and, and testimonies of some who did come to Christ. We did, it, That happened. I don't want to water that down. But we were there to help encourage and strengthen um, a lot of the relationships that Ben already has. Um, and all of that was because we are in tune with the Holy Spirit and we know the mission that Pastor Cade has, we, or his vision and set out. Guys, I'm so happy you're here and just, just hang on, hang on. If you feel a little discouraged, just come, be here. Um, the Joy team's doing great. I was catching up with messages um, on Facebook Manager. That's going to be a first thing to keep keep us together, keep us cohesive, okay? Um, but just keep keep praying and tell God to use me. Um, let's say, speak to me over and over and over, and he will. And you guys, we, I just don't see this breaking up. It's, it's just not in the works. So just, just keep at it. Yeah. 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 Very good. That is a team. <laughs> it is, there just cannot be enough words to describe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I paid him. <laughs> um, but we do have a wonderful slideshow to show you guys some music in there involved. Um, my heart is just so full, and just seeing the needs in Mexico, we have so much to be appreciative, guys. I mean, we have a lot of stuff or junk or whatever you guys want to call it. Um, I live in a tiny house, and it's still full. But <laughs> you go to these houses and these people, and they open up their doors to us, and they don't have much at all, but yet they're feeding us everything that they can. 
And it's just, they're giving spirit, they're giving heart. And we need to be like that as well. We need to give and to show just the unconditional love like Jesus shows to us. We don't need to judge people by their character, color, dollar signs, or whatever. We are all red-blooded, regardless of the outside. And ever since I was 12 years old, I have wanted to be a missionary. I heard um, horror stories, you know, like back in the 60s, whenever the people went to Amazon and all of the... not Amazon Prime, but Amazon. <laughs> you know, the, the Amazon. And all of them, all the men had gotten killed, and the women went behind them and met those people, and a lot of them got saved. Ever since I'd heard that story as a child, I always wanted to be a missionary. My heart has always been in missions. And some of the places we went to in Mexico, we were at the end of the earth, you know, and it's two and a half hour drives of nothing in villages and you get on the mountain and you see a few houses and Ben says, we hit that village, you know, we hit that village and there's three souls at that village and there's one village he's been going to for about three years and it's just like three families there, but the two men, because in Mexico the culture's different, you know, the men are really, you know, they have to do what the men says, if the men doesn't want their women come in church, they can't come to church. And so the women will be real soft and want to come, but the men will hold back. Well, these two men, um, they said that they're thinking about being baptized. It's been three years that Ben has working on them. He has not given up. Here in the States, he would have given up. Ben has not given up on this people. He keeps coming to them. He meets with them every other Saturday, and they bring out their Bibles and he talks to them, and um, they were having problems with their crops with no rain, and so the team before us, they had prayed for rain. God gave them rain, and so the men were excited. They knew it came from God, and then the the big guy, I guess he's kind of like the leader, he says, well, I'm thinking about being baptized, and I told him, I can't even remember what I said, but something came over me, and I just spoke up. I've kind of been doing that a lot lately. But <laughs> I just kind of spoke up to him, and I told him that those crops are going to come. I told him to, that's what it was. I told him to go out to the dirt. I said, you pick it up. You raise your hand, and you pray to God, and your soil is going to be anointed, and you're going to know it's God, and you're going to get baptized in Jesus' name, and you're going to give him the credit for it. And he just... He just kind of nodded his head. So we prayed for him, and I expect that Ben is going to be letting us know the next time he went up to the village that those guys decided to get baptized. I'm claiming their souls in Jesus' name in that whole little village. And then there was another village that he just started um, in less than a year that he's been going to. And there's this precious lady that owns the little store there, so we always have to go in there and buy, you know, junk food to support her store, to show, to show them love. And um, she brings her little Bible out every time they meet, and there's more of them this time. He says each time he goes up there, there's more. And um, 
She brings her Bible. She doesn't know where to find stuff in the Bible. So you know what's fun is going through a Spanish Bible trying to find the verses. He goes, help them. I'm like, uh, Genesis, numbers, uh, you know. And so we have to try to find it in the Spanish Bible where we're reading at. And I think we did pretty good. We made it. <laughs> um, but it's so precious because those people are so hungry for God. And if Ben would not have driven out there, you know, two mile, two hours up this road, which is pretty good now, by the way, used to be a really mountain goat road, but he goes up there every other Saturday and ministers these people. And they say, please stop, don't stop coming. Please keep coming to us. But Ben, we need to really lift Ben Elliott and his family up in prayer because he is a pastor of a church of about 80-something people, and he's also a missionary. He needs help. He doesn't have any faithful men to help him drive the van up that mountain because it's not really something a woman could do because the way the culture is, it needs to be a man going up there. A woman could go with him, but it needs to be a man doing it. But we really need to pray that God will send him some faithful workers because the field is so white. I mean, it's white everywhere. But in Mexico, they have such a strong Catholic hold. The, the Catholic Church, like those people were afraid to meet Ben one Saturday because the nuns were going to be coming up there. And they said, we can't let them know that we're meeting with a Christian because they'll cut everything off and they'll make it really bad for us up here. You know, because the cartels still run the mountain, but they allow us to come up there. And so they, they have fear to step out and live for God because of the Catholic Church. And so we just need to really pray that that bondage will be released off of them and that they can worship. God is doing such a work because El Plan de Carrillo, it was um, for like a year and a half, Ben couldn't go there. It's a pretty good established little church, but they still need encouragement. But the cartel, there was two cartel wars that were having it through there, and they weren't letting anybody go up the road to this village and a lot of the villagers were ran out of their homes and had to go in Jerez and stay there. And some of them have not yet returned. There was a village prior to El Plan de Carrillo that those people haven't even gotten to go home yet. But um, it just opened up in April that the federales took over. And um, so now that those people can go to their home, come and go as they want to, and live there and encourage get encouraged by each other. So I was really happy to get to go there this summer. And, um, and that was another God thing. You're supposed to be down from there and check back in at the gate by 8 o'clock. Well, we are still at the church at 8.30. Ben does not know time. <laughs> and so, and then it started pouring down rain on us, so we didn't get back down to the checkpoint till like 9.30. And so Ben says, just pray. The guards will you know, be okay with us coming through. And it was kind of raining, so they were worried about, you know, getting out of the rain. So they just let us slide on through. So the Holy Spirit just helped us. And it, God was just so good. I mean, the Holy Spirit just led us the entire way. We got pictures of stuff we shouldn't have. And <laughs> you know, but we made it. And God is so good. Um, but anyway, no further ado, I will uh, start this video. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to say that. About the backpacks. Oh, yes. Praise God. Guys, this is awesome. Okay, in Jerez, um, 
there was another church that issued out backpacks to all the little kids, and they were just so excited over it. So there's all these other villages with kids as well. And Ben says, Sandy, you know, we'd like to um, hand out backpacks to these other villages because the schools have been closed in Mexico, and they've just opened up this year, so the kids are really excited to go back to school. And so he says, you know, he's counting up the backpacks, and there's like 40 backpacks that we need to get. And he goes, do you think No Limits would be able to help? And I says, yeah, I'll check with Kate. And he says, okay, you know, we're averaging probably about $600. And then um, Ben messaged me that morning. I was on my way to Kate's house, and he messaged me that morning. And he says, oh, he says, I forgot about the tax to get it over the country tax. It's like 16%. So I figured up. I thought, okay, that's like another $97. So I went and told Kate about what Ben needs. And he says, okay. So he sent him money for $700. Ben was asking for six. The 700 covers the taxes. And so thank you, No Limits. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you are encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.